he did to Miranda or his mother. He avoided Jazz like she was carrying some deadly disease, which was fine by her. She didn't want to touch him either. But instead of responding, Jake moved past her as if she was invisible and directed the women to the formal sitting room. In here, ladies, he said. The party's about to begin. Jazz wanted to puke as the women followed him as though he were the Pied Piper. Couldn't they see how they were being used to feed his ego? He would ply them with expensive champagne or mix them exotic cocktails and tell them amusing anecdotes about his famous parents and their Hollywood and London theatre friends. Those he wouldn't bother sleeping with he would toss out by two or three in the morning. The one or two or three, according to the tabloids, he slept with would be sent home once the deed was done. They would never get a follow-up call from him. It was a rare woman who got two nights with Jake Ravensdale. Jazz couldn't remember the last one. The doorbell sounded behind her. She let out a weary sigh and turned to open it. I'll get that, Jake said, striding back into the great hall from the sitting room. Jazz stood to one side and curled her lip at him. Ten women not enough for you, Jake.' He gave her a dismissive look and opened the door, but the smile of greeting dropped from his face as if he had been slapped. Emma! His throat moved up and down. What? Why? How did you find me? The words came spilling out in a way Jazz had never seen before. He looked agitated, seriously agitated. I had to see you, the girl said, with big, lost waif shimmering eyes and a trembling bottom lip. I just had to. And she was indeed a girl, Jazz noted, not yet out of her teens. At that awkward age, when one foot was in girlhood and the other in adulthood, a precarious position, and one when lots of silly mistakes that could last a lifetime could be made. Jazz knew it all too well. And she tried to straddle that great big divide, with devastating consequences. How'd you get here? Jake's voice had switched from shocked to curt. I caught a cab. His brows locked together. All the way from London? No, Emma said. From the station in the village. Poor little kid, Jazz thought. She remembered looking at Jake exactly like that, as if he was some demigod, and she'd been sent to this earth solely to worship him. It was cruel to watch, knowing all the thoughts that were going through that young head. Teenage love could be so intense, so consuming, and incredibly irrational. The poor kid was in the throes of a heady infatuation, travelling all this way in the hope of a little bit of attention from a man who clearly didn't want to give her the time of day. Jake was here partying with a bunch of women, and Emma thought she could be one of them. What a little innocent. Jazz couldn't stand by and watch history repeat itself. What if Emma was so upset she did something she would always regret, like she had done? There had to be a way to let the kid down in such a way that would ease the hurt of rejection. But brandishing a bunch of party girls in Emma's face was not the way to do it. Why don't you come in and I'll... Jazz began. Stay out of it, Jasmine. Jake snapped. I'll deal with this. He turned back to the girl. You have to leave. Now. 
I'll call you a cab, but you have to go home. Understand? Emma's eyes watered some more. But I can't go home. My mother thinks I'm staying with a friend. I'll get in heaps of trouble. I'll be grounded for the rest of my life. And so you damn well should be, Jake growled. Maybe I could help, Jazz said, and held out her hand to the girl. I'm Jazz. I'm Jake's fiance. There was a stunned silence. Jake went statue still beside Jazz. Emma looked at her with a blank stare, but then her cheeks pooled with crimson colour. Oh, I... I didn't realise, she stammered. I thought Jake was still single, otherwise I would never have... It's fine, sweetie, Jazz said. I totally understand, and I'm not the least bit offended. We've been keeping our relationship a secret, haven't we, darling?